You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Welcome to the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. I am your host, Darcy Silver. In this podcast, we're going to make me funny. That's right. We're going to explore the world of comedy in an attempt for me to get on stage to perform my first stand-up comedy set. UNLV and the Board of Regents are not associated with this podcast in any way, and the material may not be appropriate for all audiences. Listen at your own discretion and enjoy the show. Yeah, we're back at it again. I can't believe it. I haven't quit. That's right. I'm trying to be funny. My my goal is is to create some stand-up comedy, and I haven't quit yet. That's a great sign. Uh, I do need help, as much help as I can possibly get. And joining me today is uh, a, a radio disc jockey that talks to amazing guests, and we're going to explore the world of comedy together. Please join me in welcoming Brian Shapiro. Woo. What's up, man? How's it going? I have to correct you. I've never been a disc jockey before. Oh, <laughs> my first mistake. Sorry. No, that's okay. I am a I am a talk show host. Uh, although I do love music. Excellent. And tell us what you talk about. Uh, pretty much everything from politics, sports, entertainment. Uh, it's like uh, I call it ADD radio. Always constantly switching topics and. Just usually it's the biggest news of the day, and, and uh, yeah, uh, have fun with it. Excellent. So would you consider yourself to be a comedian? No. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a comedian. I would say entertainer, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm a comedian. Yeah. Although I did do some stand-up comedy at a uh, place in Vegas that was, I think it was open like maybe 15 years ago. Remember a, a place called The Beach on Paradise? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I did do I did do I did do some stand up comedy there for a short period of time, but radio is more my style. Yeah. Also jumping into the comedy. So so why did you do that? Tell us what, what was your motivation? Uh, you know, I grew up listening to Howard Stern. Uh, my dad introduced me to a few radio shows and I said, man, I'd love to do that. I loved his honesty. Uh, I love just being able to say what's on your mind without being in fearful of what people might think. I'm a very opinionated guy. And uh, it was the right avenue for me. I love interviewing, you know, interesting people and love also calling out a lot of these days when it comes to politics and politicians and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was just up my alley. And, and uh, it's something I've been always really always wanted to do ever since I was in college. Uh, and you only did it for a short period of time. So tell me, as I'm about to be creating my own first stand up set, performing in front of a live audience, oh. you know, what? Did you like about it? What didn't work? Why didn't you continue? Oh, you're talking about comedy. Yeah. I mean, as far as the, the radio stuff, that was always my dream. As far as comedy, it's it, it, extremely difficult. That That's a whole nother ballgame. I think um, you have to be a certain type of talent and a certain type of person to be able to do it. You have to be prepared that some people are not going to like some of your jokes. If you're going to have a rough crowd, are you able to ad lib? Are you able to mess with the crowd and do crowd work? I mean, if, if you're able to do those types of things, and you're the type of person that could just not even have any jokes in your mind, but just to be able to mess with the crowd, and, and then it's up your alley. I would say don't focus so much about memorizing some of your material and your jokes, but you know, 
be prepared to to mess with the crowd a little bit because I think that's that's where the true talent is with so many comics today. Right, being on your toes and being Absolutely. able to tune yep. in to the to the audience because the mm-hmm. seven o'clock show is not going to be the same as the ten o'clock show. Uh, that is true. I know a lot of professional comedians in this town. Some of them are my friends, and and you know we talk about the business a lot, and it's very difficult. Yeah. So I'm I'm challenging myself to be able to do this, which is. Uh, you know, one of many new avenues of the adventurous personality I've absorbed into myself. Uh, we've yeah. had past guests talking about creating personas, uh, building material around, you know, a character perhaps, right? And finding a character mm-hmm. that works well, yeah. leaning into it. So this right. will be about myself. And mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about everything X to Z, right? I- including yep. religion and politics and sex and, mm-hmm. you know, going uh, bare, bare bones, as you can say, right? You know, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. stone left unturned in it. Uh, and mm-hmm. as, as I'm looking at where I live politically, right, it is pretty much a joke, uh, you know, as I've felt what politics was speaking to me, uh, looking at, you know, the personal situations of what makes sense, looking at the entire world and, you know, what is our global responsibility, right? Thinking about politics, human rights versus business rights, right? Where those things are being pushed in so many different directions, right? How, How do you find the humor in it and... And is there comedy that can be created from it and, and actually try to create a piece of a set that I'll be performing live as, as part of this exploration? Um, well, so there's no question. I mean, you look at the late night talk shows, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, you look at any of the people that call themselves serious news organizations. I wouldn't consider Fox News or Newsmax to be serious news organizations or some, but, but, you know, you look at the Donald Trump material alone and and how the ratings have helped so many. Now, maybe they're not always trying to make people laugh, but I think conspiracy theorists, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, you can even go local with some of the people here in town. Yeah. I mean, make calling them out, having fun with it, making fun of how crazy some of these people are in, in, in politics today. uh, I don't think it's too hard. (laughs) I think there's a lot of material out there and there's a lot of kooky people out there that unfortunately are elected officials. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was just recently at this event uh, I was telling you about. I posted a picture about it. Uh, I can't yeah. even remember who the guy was. You, you remember his name? Jim Marchant. There, there you go. So I was invited yeah, complete, to this event. Complete, complete clown. Complete idiot. Uh, election-denying fool who talks about the cabal. Uh, I don't know how anybody could take that guy seriously. He's a complete moron. I interviewed him once. He won't come on my show again. Because, you know, he can he can go on radio shows and right wing radio shows and they'll just let him spew his. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when he comes on a show or somebody challenges him, he just he just looks like a fool. Uh, he is. I yeah. mean, he, he's a complete clown. But, you know, he's not the only one. There's a lot of people out there like him. So, yeah. So I came into this event without knowing anything about him. Right. Completely open minded. Uh, and yeah. and very quickly, you know, it, it personally became very uncomfortable uh, you know, they, yeah. they ran out of the corned beef. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I started I mean, paying you know, attention there's, there's... to what was actually being said. And then, you know, in these little circles, they start talking about, yeah, the election and, you know, where you gotta, you know, gotta wear your big boy pants. Right. And are you a leader yeah. and you're in politics to make a difference or are you a puppet more or less? Right. And, and just following right. what the herd, you know, is, is trying to help, you know, 
accomplish. And, you know, in this country that we're in, there's, there's only a few options that exist. So it makes it very difficult, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, to your point, I mean, when, when Donald Trump ran against Hillary Clinton, I didn't vote for either of them. You know, I, I think we need better candidates. We need better people. I think that's, that's number one, regardless of what your political beliefs are. We just need better people in office, people that are decent human beings that have empathy for others and, and that are honest. And that's these days that it's pretty difficult to find. It seems like the more you're into conspiracy theories and the more you lie, the more some people will, you know, agree with you and, and, and take your side. And, and that's, it, it's comical, but it's also dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in terms of my politics, I, I voted for Trump. Uh, I wouldn't vote for him again. Right. And, and looking at the mm-hmm. options of DeSantis, Nikki Haley, I've met Nikki Haley. And I think it would be amazing, you know, to see uh, her rise to the top of the ranks and lead the country. Uh, you know, is America ready for that sort of thing? And it seems more and more like everyone's talking Trump is, is going to somehow be elected again. I'm, I'm just blowing my mind out of how could that possibly be the situation? Who would want well, to vote I don't for think him Trump, at this point? I don't think Trump is going to be elected, but I do think he'll be the Republican nominee. Those are two different things. Uh, when you look at the polls that are out, he has a commanding lead over everybody. Nikki Haley has no chance. I mean, uh, she's she's got like she's polling about three or four uh, percent. Trump is even beating DeSantis in Florida by 20 points. So Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. There's no question about that. I don't think he beats Joe Biden. Um, as far as Nikki Haley goes, uh, I don't like the fact that she brown nosed Donald Trump for four years and now all of a sudden is willing to call out some of his behavior. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I like isn't, people that isn't that though the way that it works, right? As soon as you kind of you know you no. didn't get the one now you it's know the way, put your support it's behind not the way that it works for everybody. I yeah. mean, Liz Cheney uh, was willing to to ruin her political career by doing the right thing. Uh, Mitt Romney also voted to impeach Donald Trump. So did Adam Kinzinger. So it's not. There are few and far between. I'll give you that. But, uh, you know, even Chris Christie has finally come out and, and is on the right side. It took him a little while, but I respect that at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like Nikki Haley doesn't want to lose her base. Uh, she has no chance to win, though. Uh, you know, I mean, it, you know, the only two Republicans that, you know, are even worth talking about right now are Donald Trump and, and Ron DeSantis. If you're talking about a chance to to uh, be the front runner for the Republican Party. Yeah. So of those two, which one do you think is more funny? <laughs> well, more entertaining. Well, first of all, Ron DeSantis has the personality of, of a dead ant. So <laughs> um, I'll give you this. I mean, while I think Donald Trump is extremely dangerous and he's a complete fool uh, and just a bad guy, he certainly is entertaining. I'll give him that. Um, it could be dangerous for the country. But I mean, you know, there's not a lot of people talking about Ron DeSantis's personality. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Donald Trump is certainly somebody that gets ratings. He's got a lot of people like myself talking about him a lot. And, uh, you know, he's still the most popular Republican in this country, whether Republicans want to believe that or not. Yeah. I like to think, you know, Howard Stern and I have have a lot in common. We're both Jewish. Uh, we both talk about <laughs> our, our small, uh, not afraid to, to admit <laughs> there you it. Go. Well, we could ask Stormy <laughs> Daniels about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. So, you know. Figuring out all all the different ways in which humor can can be deployed, right? And talking yep. about in politics or in business, even right, using yeah, these sure. different types of forms of entertainment 
right? To sway your audience to, to agreeing with you or liking what you're sure. saying, relating to you, you know, more, uh, sure. you know, is probably why, you know, Trump is, is still the front runner of it because it is turned into entertainment, right? Broadcasting yeah, debates and, yeah. you know, how much of it is actually on the right. politics versus just, you know, here's how they made it entertaining to watch them. Yeah, there's certainly a lot more people that are involved in politics now than they were before Donald Trump got there. You could say that's good or bad, but, you know, there's certainly a lot. You're talking about comedians. There are comedians. I mean, Adam Carolla did my show a few weeks ago. He's a, a right wing comedian, I would call him. And then one of my friends, Steve Hofstetter, who is a liberal comedian who does my show from time to time. Um, I, I think we need to be able to laugh at both sides. If I go to a comedy show, I want to hear people make fun of Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Um you know, now you're, you're not going to hear that from some comedians. I think they're too one sided. Uh, Rob Schneider being another one who, you know, he'll make fun of Joe Biden, which is totally fine. I laugh at those jokes. Give me some Trump jokes, too. You know, uh, uh, those are the comedians I like the most that are able to make fun of both sides. You yeah. know, and I, I think I think that those are the type of comedians that I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's it's a no hold yep. Bart. Uh, I understand why they maybe have to pick the sides, right? Because of their persona that they are creating as part of their character. Right. You know, so, yeah. you know, how much of it is an embellishment? How much of it is their true beliefs? You know, they're trying to just create entertainment. Yep. So there's Correct. always that punchline and kind of working their way backwards and, you know, that persona, right? So for yep. myself, Correct. you know, uh, I identify as being Jewish. Uh, I am a man in my late 30s. My name is Darcy and I'm a guy. Uh, you know, so I, I'm a walking punchline on all levels. Uh, I'm in school. So, you know, as stupid as I could have been, you know, I'm finally making that decision to go back and, uh, you know, get an education uh, and get schooled. Uh, so, you know, it is very interesting to see, you know, as the education components get created, how people actually create comedy, how the whole live entertainment world is uh, being, you know, disrupted, right, from, TV and movies and streaming and, and the rights uh, that everyone involved in, in this entertainment business has and the unions fighting, you know, for maintaining better rights. And, you know, does the whole thing get abandoned? Uh, and if it does, you know, how do we uh, continue to entertain ourselves or does everyone get bored and, you know, it, they start picking on each other more instead of just tuning into the box and zoning out? Yeah, there's definitely a cesspool of a lot of people on social media that just attack, 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 attack. Maybe I'm part of that problem, too. But but, you know, uh, I think people are always going to find ways of entertaining one another uh, in, in, in one way or another. Uh, maybe that's healthy. Maybe that's not healthy. But uh, the next year is going to be pretty uh, crazy. I guess some could use the term entertaining with all the legal troubles that Donald Trump has. But uh, I'm not sure anybody wants to see Donald Trump and Joe Biden back up there on a debate stage again. I don't. But uh, the next year is going to be very interesting. These are unprecedented times we're living in where uh, an indicted former president is, is running for office again. And these criminal cases might still be going on if, in fact, he is elected, which I don't think he will be. But it's, it's pretty wild. And if it does, then they're just pushed off again type of thing and until he's yeah, out of I mean, office is not a distraction. There's, there's, I don't know how that would work. I mean, he could pardon himself. I don't know how that would work, but uh, I certainly don't think it's good for the country. And uh, I think we can get better candidates out there. Yeah. Yeah. If it does happen, you know, it might be, you know, more appearances uh, will, that we'll have seen from Joe Biden than the groundhog. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, it is it is crazy. I was talking about this on my show today that, you know, uh, you have to be 35 years or older to run for president. And I also think you shouldn't be over 70. Uh, <laughs> I think there needs to be age limits. I mean, Donald Trump, 78, Joe Biden, 82. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, these guys are too old. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're too old. We need younger people. And I, I'm Canadian, so I can't run for president. So I've already given up on it all. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to run for office. I'll tell you that, man. Uh, not my thing. Yeah. Freedom, right? It's the, it's the opposite of freedom in a lot of ways. Cause you're, it's just so divisive. It's so divisive these days. And, and uh, I don't think it's about helping people and helping the American people. I think for most politicians, they're out for themselves and it's really a dirty game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly, you know, people that are, you know, putting their influence in, in the world. So, you know, they use their resources to sway things one way or the other. And, you know, most of us are just, you know, getting the push around of whatever it is, right? Sure. Right now there's tons of folks yeah. moving around the country, uh, you know, yep. and that's going to shake things up, I'm sure, right? How many folks from California have moved over here? Yep. Yeah, no, no question. There's There's a lot of people every day that are moving to Las Vegas, including my own parents. So, I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of reasons for that, but, uh, Vegas is a fun place. It's a fun place to live. It's cheaper than most other places in the country and, and no taxes. There's a lot of benefits to living here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in just chatting here about the comedy aspects of it, so you've interviewed a lot of, uh, uh amazing folks, you know, talking about different styles of comedy, you know, what type do you like the most? Yeah. Well, I like people that can mess with the crowd. Uh, Steve Byrne, uh, who headlines at Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club, he just did my show last week. He's one of my favorites. I've always liked Bobby Slayton. Um, Ian Bagg is one of my favorites. Steve Hofstetter. Um, but then, you know, the, the huge names. Of course, I'm a big Chris Rock fan. I loved Eddie Murphy back in the day. Uh, George Carlin was 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 the best. Um, you know, so I, I like all sorts of different comics, but, I, you know, uh, as far as people that have done my show that I'm fans of, Lisa Lampanelli's done my show. Bill Mars did my show a bunch of times. Sarah Silverman's done my show. Um, you know, these are people that I admire that are just that are just brilliant comics. I think, and and uh, there's that, that comedy's great, and especially in this day and age when when we need to laugh more. You know, we need to laugh. It's been a rough couple of years with COVID, and and uh, those are definitely um, some of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely need to be out there and try to find the, the humor in life. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, can't take things too seriously all the time. Uh, you, you see that, you know, things are changing and we want to be at the forefront of it. Uh, as a student here at UNLV, we're going to be creating different ways to uh, kind of create that connection and bring comedy together. So uh, we're mm -hmm. going to be launching uh, UNLV Comedy Week. Uh, so students, alumni, general public, uh, you, you'll be able to, you may be able to get tickets, uh, uh love seats, uh, and experience live comedy, uh, where I will probably be performing my first stand up set. Uh, it will be an embarrassment. I know it. Uh, my face is already red. Just thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like a little turtle back in its shell. <laughs> well, uh, you it, know what? It's going to be gotta fun. practice and. You got to You got to give it a go. It's the only way you're going to get better. Yep. You know, and, uh, you know, I'm sure you'll find the more you do it, the, the more improvements you'll have. Yep, exactly. Right. So uh, yep. in terms of politics, I have, uh, you know, uh, enough here to at least, uh, you know, 
rock the apple car on both sides of it. Uh, and I would, uh, I would, I would make fun of the former athletic director Desiree Reed Francois. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that would go well. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, I obviously I'm a big UNLV fan. I'm friends with Kevin Kruger, and of course I root for UNLV football. I think we got a good coach over there now in Odom, and I'm excited for the football season. And Kevin made some great recruits. In fact, I'm going to be on campus there on Thursday. I'm actually doing my show live at USA Basketball practice there at Mendenhall. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, at, I'm over there at UNLV a lot. I was there for NBA Summer League. Um, and uh, looking forward to the upcoming, uh, certainly the upcoming college basketball and football season. Yep. It's going to be great. Here go Rebels, right? Yep. Yep. Rebels, Rebels make it happen. Well, let's hope so. The football program hasn't been very good, but, but, um, you know, there's probably a lot of reasons for that, but I think they, I think, you, you know, finally UNLV finally has a good athletic director. It's been a while. And, uh, I think this guy Odom is, is going to do a good job. I really have a good feeling about him. And uh, of course I root for Kevin Kruger. He's, he's a great guy. His father's legend. And so we'll see, we will see, uh, we will see what happens. Excellent. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for joining our show. We'll see you around campus here and uh, hopefully for the first live stand up set. Yes. I, I, I look forward to it. Let me know. And, and uh, I wish you the best of luck, my friend. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much, Brian. You have a great one. All right. You bet. You too. Thanks. Excellent. Brian, thanks again. That was awesome. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is create this routine. Uh, no holds barred against myself. Uh, I did vote for Trump. I can't admit that out loud. Uh, will I vote for him again? Maybe, maybe not. I will have to, uh, stay tuned for this next election, see what happens. Cause I know it's going to be entertaining no matter what. Uh, and like most of you out there, uh, when election day comes, you go into your little booth, you, Make it very hidden. You don't talk about it because religion politics is a no-no, right? You don't talk about it in the workplace, in school, or or do you, right? More and more people are. It's that yo-yo effect. Are we getting canceled? Or are we not? It's a double-edged sword, right? Does free will exist still? Can I choose what I'm going to say on this show? Or was that pre-decided? Did I write it down? Is it coming out of thin air? Can I pick on the audience? Stay tuned and find out as we build a, a full comedy set uh, talking about myself, Mr. Darcy Silver. Join us as we go into new areas with new guests and bring together live comedy to laugh because this world is too short. We have to enjoy it every way we can. Take those best memories with great people and multiply it, right? Double down, as we say here in Vegas. Take the bonus spin. Go for the uh, the jackpot, right? Let's have a great one as we continue to build a comedy set and see you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. You can follow this glorious podcast at unlv.edu forward slash KUNV forward slash podcast and Love Seats on social media at Love Seats and Real Love Seats. And that's L-U-V. S-E-A-T-S, all one word. You've been a lovely audience. Until next time, share the love.